2: From the birthplace of radio's greatest era,
3: live from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Wait, who? Kevin McCullough, I'm stuck with you. Huh? The big dog, Kevin McCullough. And Kevin McCullough. Uh... No, who nationally syndicated radio host and author of No, He Can't. Who? Kevin McCullough? Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No, He Can't. What? A Barack Obama's dismantling hope and change and CEO of Extreme Me. Oh, I
0: don't
2: know how you are tonight, but uh, welcome in with, and I'm hoping... But I can not only hear myself, but uh, hopefully that you can hear me as well. Welcome to Saturday. We've got an awesome, awesome opportunity uh, to get you caught up on all the things that are news uh, in the uh, world of news tonight—breaking news—and then we're also going to get to—we're we're also going to get to some uh, some. Very important uh, subjects tonight. We've got a great panel of guests uh, slated to be with us tonight. And let's just uh, go to the big board and run through some of the uh, people that will be stopping by tonight. Uh, You know, the uh, market plunged $1,100. $1,100 Eleven hundred dollars in uh, on Wednesday in the uh, close of the uh, session there, and that was one of the biggest one-day uh, drops that it had, that it had, had in a long time. And uh, so, Hillary Kramer, the head of uh, Hillary Kramer Research, is going to drop by and uh, give us some I don't know some hopeful outlook on what's going on financially. Uh, is it as bad as we all tend to think it is? I hope not. She'll uh, have some. Uh, she'll have some uh, news for us one way or the other on that. Then, uh, Kelsey Bowler is going to stop by this hour. It's not even the ladies' lounge hour, but uh, she's going to stop by because uh, this Monday we should probably have a determination in the Roe v. Wade case. Uh, we know that the leaked draft has been out for a couple of weeks, and we know that uh, there's been some people that have been very upset about all of that. What does that mean? How will it play out? Uh, that is all yet to be determined. Uh, but uh, what it's it's the the Roe v. Wade subject has kind of been renewed in the debate uh, with uh, you and your friends probably if you if you've paid any attention you've probably noticed that uh, some people didn't know about some of the arguments that have been made and and like you've had to like relitigate uh, this issue that many of you had like stopped talking about uh, a few years ago anyway uh she'll give us some thoughts on that uh in in the uh, second hour dr jeanette Nishwad uh is just back from her second trip to ukraine and I am so jazzed to have her with us tonight. She is going to give us firsthand what's going on there now, some almost 90 days, it's between 60 and 90 days since the war began. Uh, but what it looks like, uh, how people are faring, and why she went back, she's gonna give us all the uh, the explanation. She may also weigh in on the baby formula shortage that is going on. And friends, I don't know, if you don't have uh, a, an infant right now, you, you may not know the severity of this, but I've got so many young moms that listen to my show, some of them that come on my show on a regular basis, and there is such, such dramatic worry uh, in their lives tonight. And we've just got to, I think, um, do all that we can to help uh, those moms uh, step forward. So uh, Jeanette Nishwat and Bethany Mandel is gonna weigh in on that as well uh, from uh, the Deseret, but she's also the editor of the uh, Heroes of Liberty series. And uh, the the brand new uh, volume of the Heroes of Liberty books, Is Margaret Thatcher and I got to tell you it's kind of fun when the they've done two women so far in the series Amy Coney Barrett and Margaret Thatcher and when they have a woman on the cover uh, my seven-year-old daughter wants to see it. She wants to take a look at it and go off and read it. So these are all these are just you know biographies of great Americans that fought for liberty, that defended liberty, that believed that liberty is an important thing. Uh, and if you go to HeroesOfLiberty.com tonight and you use my promo code, you'll get uh, a discount on anything that you purchase, whether it's just a one-time thing or if you do like what we do in the McCall House, we have the subscription plan where every month. For just nineteen dollars, we get the new volume, and the the current one is Maggie Thatcher. The next one is Rush Limbaugh. The one after that is John MacArthur, um, the the general, General MacArthur. So we're um, uh, Douglas MacArthur. What am I talking about, John? It's, it, he's a pastor guy in California. Sorry, mixed my wires up there. Anyway, uh, that that those are the ones that are uh, yet to come, and I'm just telling you these are these are so well done. The artwork is so well done, and you don't have to worry about any kind of woke uh, educational agenda being put forward in them. These are done uh, with the uh, pure intent of teaching history and having uh, a very clear understanding of why these people celebrated and championed liberty uh, so much. Now, um, something that I've had to put up with in recent days, my producers thought it would be good that uh, I get a voicemail service. I've, I've, I've been fine without one for all this time, but... Now they're making me check it all the time, and lo and behold, sometimes there's interesting things on there. Let's let's check the voicemail here at the beginning of the show here. Just, I just want to know if there's any messages waiting
0: for me. Kevin,
4: it's Hillary, oh, and joy. you cannot believe those crazy things that Donald is out there saying. I mean, just because it was my chief of staff and right. because I approved it. That doesn't mean that I approved it or that it was my chief of staff. No, of course not.
2: Hey, Kev, it's Bill. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm on my way to Mar-a-Lago. Please don't tell Hillary.
3: Oh. Uh, I'm pretty sure I won't run into her there, so I figured it's <laughs> to safe. Plus, I hear they have lots of chicks. Yeah, chicks, like, chicks, and they're chicks. pretty ones.
2: Unlike hey, your guys. Hey, Kev,
3: it's Donald, did you see?
5: Ding dong, the witch is dead, the wicked witch, the Hillary witch. Yep, it's her
3: chief of staff. He's fessed up. You did it all it was a hoax i tell you it was a hoax i was right that donald is right call me back all right hi kev it's hello mr Joe president. biden uh-huh. the senator from delaware you're the president now uh-huh. i appear i appear to have butt dialed you
2: oh i'm so sorry yeah me too that's uh it's a real problem when the butt dial starts uh, m- I don't know. I don't. I can't vouch for the veracity of any of that. But it is interesting that Hillary brought that up because, uh, yes, the former president has most of today been out uh, championing uh, what what was uncovered late in the news cycle on Friday, uh, Mr. Robbie Mook, which has to be one of the worst names for a campaign spokesperson that's ever been a campaign spokesperson. Uh, hello, my name is Robbie Mook, and I'm here to talk on behalf of the candidate, uh, Mr. Mook um said under oath that not only did were they aware that the uh Russia hoax information that they were trying to uncover was was not was not legitimate they hadn't found verification of it in fact they they knew it was very bad information pretty much all the way around uh but that before they leaked it to the media uh he went and personally asked Hillary Clinton specifically, do you want us to leak this even though we don't we can't vouch for its authenticity? and, and we probably th- it's probably 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 not good at all. Uh, do, do you want us to leak it? Do you want us to give it to the reporters? And she said yes. Now that's under oath in the uh, Sussman trial. Well, it's interesting because here the uh, president's been out today uh and and um making a big deal of it but here's what mook said i discussed it with hillary as well i don't remember the substance of the conversation but notionally the discussion was hey we have this and we want to share it with a reporter the government asked mook if clinton approved the dissemination of the data to the media she agreed mook testified so the president uh, the former president is out on the um, you know on the stump today and he says this is one of the greatest political scandals in history uh, for three years I had to fight her off and fight those crooked people off and you'll never get your reputation fully back where do I go to get my reputation fully back i I, I don't think that he is uh, I don't think that he's outside of his um you know reasonableness in asking for some sort of um uh, relief here I think that he's got I think that he's actually got a very strong lawsuit uh if he wanted to file one on a variety of different levels uh but of course uh he's he's reacting to this and i think and i could be wrong on this i i am wrong sometimes um uh, not not often not always but i am wrong sometimes and uh, i kind of believe that if he wanted to, or, or if, if, uh, if she had been thinking about in any way trying to make a political comeback in the next presidential cycle, I think, I think she's done. I think this is it. Uh, I, I think that there are people that were on her campaign staff that should be going to jail. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty bad as it is, but I don't think there's a whiff of life that gives her an opening to be trusted again. Your campaign coordinated the biggest fraud on the media and on the national political spotlight of anything in, in the modern era. You, you literally had media paid off to say, and you used media sources to tell the FBI and justice that there was an investigation, and you used the media and the FBI sources to tell the media that there was a story. You, you, were, you were going circular in everything that you were doing. Hillary Clinton, you are a crook and you need to permanently step off the stage forever. You 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 don't you don't have the right to come back. You you have you have betrayed the trust of the American people in a way that is I I, I believe it's criminal. I think it's certainly civilly litigatable. Uh, And we'll have to see if there's a a lawyer that's willing to take that on. But uh, the Durham trial proceeds. We will keep you up to date on what happens as it does. When we come back, uh, we will check the markets with Hillary Kramer from this week. We had a big sell-off on Wednesday. What will that do going forward, and how should we think about it to recover? Stay with us. It's uh, Radio Night Live. I'm Calvin McCullough. And, of course, if you want to watch us live, you can uh, go to biztv.com or jump over to salemnewschannel.com and download the apps and take us
3: with you. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. And now from New York, back to Radio Night live. Here's Kevin McCullough.
2: All right, this week, if you are a student of the markets, you saw a big, big big-time sell-off on Wednesday. Uh, In fact, it's one of the worst in recent history. And I felt it was important to uh, turn to someone that uh, I rely upon for a lot of information to get some perspective on all of this. We're always trying to help you be more diligent with your investment dollars when we talk about money uh, here on any of Kevin McCullough's radio shows. And Hillary Kramer, of course, is my co-host, on Monday nights where we talk about money for the entire hour on the uh, Mm -hmm. Radio Night Live broadcast in uh, New York City. Hillary Kramer, welcome back. Good to have you.
5: Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's so important that we talk about, it's not even an elephant in the room, it's more like the elephant that's like, you know, going through the windows. uh, (laughs) In other words, he's very easy to spot on I mean basically people really got destroyed and what worries me so much and and you and I talk a lot I care and you care about every single day person who is watching listening thinking about how hard they've worked and what they've amassed look if you're an investor in crypto and you're you're doing the fast and funny stuff of course I feel for you because I come from that world also um but I feel bad for someone who worked at Walmart their entire life, always put money into Walmart stock. Obviously, it's not the biggest piece of their portfolio and um, has been careful and suddenly sees their stock you know, down 27%. Let mm. me tell you what's going on. Please. Let's start with Target 66% of Target's shortfall, which made their stock crater yesterday were shipping costs massive high shipping costs fuel rising it's really hitting hard what everyone should know the positive the positive is that good things could happen good things can happen the world only like it's destroyed once, and this isn't it, this is not it. You know, they always say it's darkest before dawn, Kevin. And it's true. Every time I turn around, it is darkest before dawn. And every time we have a downturn in the market and we see really good stocks like Newell, like Hormel, which everyone buys for its spam, and Skippy, and Dinty more, suddenly, you know, like, like, like fall off the chair and, and hurt good, careful investors. It will come back. There are buying opportunities out there, the market needed to take a breath and we don't have the backstop we used to. I kept saying to my team yesterday, I have a, I have all my traders, analysts, and I said, where's the plunge protection team, which is a myth, but not a myth. They're the guys that come in when the, the market's down, like it was yesterday. And then it suddenly ends like the NASDAQ isn't down 5% on the day. It's suddenly down like 2.8% in the last 10 minutes. And then it brings everyone a good night's sleep and they buy the next day. What happened is Powell. Does not our 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 Federal Reserve does not want to have the plunge protection team come in. They want stocks to be lower because they know that when rates are higher, stocks have to be lower. Rates are a way that we value a company. Hmm it's as
2: simple as that so let's so, t- let's talk about the people yes. that you said you were worried about there hillary let's talk about the uh people that that are walmart and target shoppers and everyday people they look at this and they say wow that's one of the worst losses in in recent times uh what are some practical things that they can sort of aim at um over the next few days um to you know the rest of the year how how, how would you be helping the normal everyday person in terms of what they think in terms of investment
5: if you have no money to invest don't worry you don't need to sell here it's going to come back it'll come back strong if you have in place uh, you know quarterly you put money into the market or you're always investing or you have some money set aside what a good time it is to buy, uh, buy a few of these value companies that produce that give you income excellent time for but nothing has happened these companies are as good as they as good if not better than they were so i think that uh we should keep in mind the opportunities that are there to to pick up some of those investments it's a good time for general mills gic it's a good time for newell nwl it's a good time um you know to be out there and buying companies like smuckers for example the the go-to companies that really keep everybody um sleeping at night you're going to sleep at night again with them no question
2: about it and if, and you always love those ones that have the uh return the dividend returns because uh, oh, even if you, you don't have, do anything with you it have you have safety. that two or three four percent coming in every year
5: right yes you have so much safety there and it's really scary for investors. Really scary because that's what they've always seen. Now, interesting, Verizon had a good day yesterday. Verizon did well. I thought we all we all thought that that was kind of interesting. It 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 showed that so much of the concern really is the slowdown from China. The as I already as I already referenced is the transportation costs. Right. Um, we, we also have been struggling with something that we might not struggle with anymore. Companies have, you know, been trying to hire, been trying to hire and retain employees. The hiring employees, I think it's great that, that there have been so many jobs for people. What has been the big drag and the big cost, let's not forget, are the employees that come in, get trained for two weeks, get their papers processed, and they walk out, and this happens in double digits. They walk out at the end of the day. Okay? And and, and that is such a drag on companies. Sure. Terrible. So I want everyone to, to keep in mind and think about, you know, um the positives that are out there and war can very well end and probably will end it's gotta end i don't even think the people of russia will stand for it we're in a different world we're in a different time this is now we're in a world where there isn't a mother in the world who will stand for their son coming home in a body bag and especially Especially when it has nothing to do with being attacked oneself or being protected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different,
2: different type um, of and
5: this framework. This is where social media, love them or hate them, but this is where Mark Zuckerberg can start. And let's hope he does the right thing when it comes to this, which is helping the information flow no matter what anyone does cross border elon personally put his free satellites you know up yes and, up that was last two months because they could they were they were losing they, they were losing the war they didn't know what was going on and now um you know something like that is 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 what that that's the beauty that's the beauty yeah
2: truly to, Truly. All right, Hillary, we are grateful that you're with us every Monday, but grateful for this other uh, check-in. And uh, I want people to come find us on Monday night, 7 o'clock on AM 970 The Answer in New York or online at am970theanswer.com. We always have the podcast of that available as soon as the show's over as well. But Hillary Kramer, Hillary hillarykramer.com. Hillary is spelled one L and a K, Hillary hillarykramer.com. And she's got a newsletter to start you out with that will get you familiar with all the stuff that she's doing called The Trading Desk. It's right there on the homepage, subscribe for free. She's got other newsletters that are very valuable as well. You should check those out. Hillary, thank you, and I'll talk to you on Monday.
5: Excellent. Thank you. God bless all of you, and just sleep well. There you go. Light goes on. (laughs)
2: Yeah, okay. There it is. It's Kevin McCullough coming right back.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: uh kevin mccullough glad to have you back uh, with us uh, radio night live saturday night uh, and we've got uh, still a huge show to come uh, back to the big board just for a second we've got uh, kelsey bowler yet ahead tonight in the music spotlight i didn't even mention this brand new music from lady gaga on the uh, Top Gun, uh, the, the new Top Gun movie. She's got the signature song uh, and it's, uh, there's some cool flying even in the, uh, even in the song, uh, not just the movie. So uh, that's all straight ahead. And then in the second hour, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat is back with us. She's gonna give us a, a, a rundown of what she experienced while in the Ukraine for the second time in as many months Uh, And she's talking about, believe it or not, going back one more time in June. Uh, But uh, what she's seeing there is really remarkable. Now, I come bearing uh, a twofold message uh, for you tonight. Uh, There are those of you uh, that over the last uh, month or so helped us in our um, pursuit of trying to help um, uh, get Families from Ukraine taken care of and secured uh, Christian Solidarity International, in fact, had put on a, a, a big thrust, changing some of their focus, moving to the Ukraine uh, to help people. And the network that they have established, uh, the, the, the different organizations that are working together now are doing such a good job. And there's so much help coming from so many different organizations uh they wanted me to tell you thank you because of you there were at minimum 41 families that we were able to uh, help directly Uh, And and able to, you know, get uh, kids the things they needed, whether it was a place to stay, food to eat, uh, just simple uh, hygiene items, etc. And so we wanted to say big thanks to you. Now, if you've been with me for any length of time, you know that during the year uh, we actually focus on something else with Christian Solidarity International. We have for the last 10 years or so focused on helping people who are literally living in slavery in Northern Sudan be liberated so that they can go home to their families in South Sudan. Now, South Sudan didn't even exist when we started this effort a long time ago, Uh, but uh, at the end of the Sudanese Civil War, South Sudan became the world's youngest country and North Sudan um, was allowed to keep its uh, Arab focus and. Islamic interests and everything else. But the South was established as a safe haven for Christians and for people that did not want to be uh, part of the ritualistic and uh, enslavement of the North. And so there was this uh, two-state solution that was basically uh, thought up. And the only thing about that was that at the end of the Civil War, uh, though the countries had their uh, places and their sections of land, No one uh, did anything about those that had been taken into slavery during that Civil War uh, period. And so you had, after 15 years of Civil War, you had hundreds of thousands of women that had been enslaved. You had um, some children that had been born to those women while in slavery. And because of all of that, uh, there was just a huge need to continue to try to liberate slaves from the North, which has continued to happen. And some people don't realize this, but slavery is today a worse crime it's it's being perpetrated more now than ever before in human history and if you go to each continent you can you can identify a different type of slavery that is being practiced in uh, the united states for example it's largely uh, under the radar and happens to be um, uh, mostly uh, sex sex slavery in nature and as a result uh, there is um, there are you know fbi and law enforcement angles to what they're doing to try to uh, to try to um, curb that but they are not always uh, able to in um, in efficient time and so we have at any point in time uh, in the United States several thousand young people that are um, that are that are enslaved, sometimes chained to a, a basement a wall um, and experiencing terrible things. The slavery in Sudan is very specific. It is considered chattel slavery, which is a combination of, uh, sexual abuse, uh, labor abuse, uh, emotional and verbal abuse. There are many aspects to it that uh, continue to uh, haunt the, uh, the person enslaved for many, many uh, years. And um, there, there's basically just a wearing down of the slave so that they're not able to defend themselves in any way uh, verbally or physically or anything else. Well, CSI has those that help us with this effort. They're called retrievers. They go up into the north, they find where the slaves are. We begin discussions with the slave owners and uh, we, we secure their freedom. But that's only part of it. When we bring them back to South Sudan, they need help establishing their life. And for $250, we give them a brand new life. We give them tarps to create uh, housing and tent and, and weather protection. We give them food to feed them for a year. We give them grain to plant a, a, a crop for the following year. They also get a she goat so they can start a little business of their own and a micro enterprise uh, with some milk and cheese uh, for their own family. But then they're able to uh, breed that goat and have uh, other things there. This year, we are trying to liberate 172 more slaves this year, and we need your help. It's $250 per slave. 888-342-1010. 888 888
3: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. And now back to Radio Night Live. Once again, Kevin
2: McCullough. Well, the breaking news continues to be. Uh, as it has been all week, related to the Supreme Court and what the court is likely going to say and how everyone is scrambling like mad uh, to respond to what they believe is gonna be uh, an overturning of Roe v. Wade. Uh, In her personal capacity, uh, Kelsey Bowler uh, joins me today. And you know, she's part of a lot of different great organizations. And one of the ones that she writes for, uh, the Bright Email, she covered some of what happened in the Senate this week. Uh, and Kelsey, I guess it made a lot of people angry that um, you know they couldn't get a. a <laughs> well, I saw Elizabeth Warren saying, you know, it's time to get rid of the filibuster. We, you know, why do we need sixty vote uh, cloture votes? You know, for bills. Hey, forget cloture. They didn't get to fifty votes uh, in the majority on Schumer's. Uh, codification of Roe v. Wade, which even Democrat Mr. Manchin said is not a codification of Roe v. Wade. It's an expansion of abortion access and laws to all nine months, all 50 states, all circumstances included. Your thoughts on how that all went down?
6: Yeah, it appears that Senator Joe Manchin is the last honest Democrat in the Senate because this went far beyond codifying Roe v Wade. What this legislation Democrats tried to pass yesterday in Congress would do would essentially make abortion legal up until the moment a child is born. And if anybody has seen a newborn, um, that's that's quite horrifying. Uh, and it makes the United States a huge outlier uh, amongst Uh, other nations uh, because other nations like in Europe have very reasonable limits on abortion uh, sometime between uh, 12 and and 20 weeks for most European countries but for some reason lawmakers in the United States on the left uh, think that it is it is somehow humane to Essentially, allow for abortion all nine months. Of course, uh, this bill failed, um, and I give uh, I give Joe Manchin a lot of credit uh, for speaking honestly about. Uh, it takes a lot of courage to stand up to your party and, and tell the truth. Uh, but you know, this is this is an effort by Democrats to paint Republicans as anti-abortion extremists and I find the coverage so ironic uh, because uh, national international news organizations such as the New York Times are running with this narrative uh, that you know Democrats are being successful in painting Republicans as these anti-abortion extremists when in fact this was the most extreme abortion bill uh, really ever before the United States Congress. And it goes beyond just essentially allowing abortion all nine months, but it also takes away conscious protections for doctors, for OBGYNs. There are hundreds if not thousands of pro-life OBGYNs who could never imagine uh, participating in the act of abortion. And, And this bill could in fact force them to do it. So it was extreme and I am very thankful Uh, that it did not pass Uh, but we know that this is going to be a trend we're going we're going to see trying to be passed state by state if in fact the roe v wade decision holds that was leaked by politico uh just a few weeks ago yeah
2: no and i i actually think that uh, both of those things are true we are going to uh see that opinion hold, which I think is going to be um, good. But I also think that what we are going to have to deal with is um, what you uh, have just described. Now, let me, let me just um, offer this observation and get your reaction to it. There doesn't seem to be any ability for those who um, disagree with the pro-life um, position on this to accept fact or science at all, um, and and the, the way that this is kind of uh, ex- expressed is, you know, you'll often find the retorts being about a, a woman's autonomy to make her own medical decisions, et cetera. But Kelsey, since the mapping of the genome and since the biogeneric uh, you know, th- code that we now know every human being has inside uh, their their cells. Um, you, you, you're you always dealing with a second person that's involved with this and i think that since some of that technology has been revealed and especially things like 3d um ultrasounds and other things that that people are experiencing you know kids are, are watching their brothers and sisters in the womb before they're born and they see those pictures on their refrigerators and so the the newer and newer generations i think are more more life prone in terms of their thinking than a lot of the people that have been doing a lot of this complaining. And somebody asked me earlier today, do I think this is going to have a negative impact on the right for the elections this year? And I honestly think it's going to boost them. I actually believe that the crazy, over-the-edge kind of uh, rhetoric that we're getting from the other side is really harming their own own position on all of this because it's showing them to be a, a bit more extreme than I think a lot of people are comfortable with
6: absolutely and if you look at Pew research that reflects exactly what you said most Americans uh, are are more in the gray area uh, on this issue uh, in that they understand this is another human life we're talking about and in that, becomes undeniable uh, the further along in pregnancy uh that that we are talking about right and you know the left there's so much misre- misrepresentation of the pro life position uh, you know that we want to control women's bodies uh when of course that couldn't be further from the truth uh it, you know i have i've so so much sympathy for the many difficult situations that lead women uh, to think that they need abortions uh, but the fact of the matter is the low, the pro-life position comes down to one single and simple question when does human life begin when is when when does that 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 fetus that baby magically uh, become a human life it if it isn't at the point of conception and Sometimes I wish for the sake of convenience there were an easier answer to that that would allow for abortion. But the fact of the matter is science, <laughs> science is very clear about when human life begins and therefore you know, we have to, we have to acknowledge that.
2: Yeah, no, that's well said. As what you usually say usually is. Anyway, Kelsey Bowler, always appreciate you being with us today, sharing a little more of your personal thoughts on this, not representing anyone specifically, but we appreciate your time.
6: Thank you, Kevin.
2: You got it. Kevin McCullough, uh, we've got more for you straight ahead. Don't go anywhere.
3: Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, from the brand new smash hit Top Gun movie, here's Lady Gaga on Radio Night Live.
0: Hold my hand, everything will be okay. I heard from the heavens that clouds have been gray. Pull me close, wrap me in your aching arms. I see that you're... Huh.
2: From the birthplace of radio's greatest era, live from New York, it's Radio Night
3: Live with Kevin McCullough. Wait, who? Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. Huh? The big dog, Kevin McCullough. And Kevin
1: McCullough.
6: Uh...
3: No, who? Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He can Who? Kevin McCullough. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. What? what? Uh, Barack Obama's Dismantling Hope and Change and CEO of Extreme Media. Oh. All right.
2: Hour number no- two underway. Thank you for hanging with us. Uh, remember, if you miss any part of it, uh, there's ways to get it again. If you're on Biz TV, Saturday night, right at 11 o'clock when we're done, they start the whole thing completely over again. And uh, if you're on Salem News Channel, you miss it on saturday night we do the full thing sunday night 9 p.m don't forget it's uh, you can see it there and then if you uh if you're if you're wanting the uh the on-demand version you can go to salemnewschannel.com the radio night live archive there uh, we try to have it up within the next 24 to 48 hours depending on you know how everybody's schedule works out but we try to get it up as quickly as we can and then the uh, the audio archives are always available we we podcast everything uh, in fact we should uh, we should break the four million podcast listenership uh, number this year and that's uh, pretty exciting for us given that it took us six years to get to a million listeners so uh on the podcast uh it would have helped if i had promoted it a little bit the fact that i spent five years not promoting it probably did not help much but uh, having said that our number two underway we've got a big hour dr jeanette Nishwad is back with us you know her from the fox news medical all-stars she is one of their uh, medical contributors that weighs in on the most important uh, health and medical issues of the day you see her um, there and when she was in the ukraine both times she did live reports that they beamed back uh, to the new york studios and she has uh she has just returned from her second trip Uh, To the Ukraine and what she has to tell us is pretty remarkable. It's uh, some eye-opening stuff Uh, she was not able to get uh, where she had gone to the first time for example because the uh, the bombing raids had uh, taken out the hospital that she had originally gone to work in just you know four weeks earlier Uh, but she'll give us an update on that and then uh, before we're done bethany mandel is going to be back with us tonight she is the uh editor-in-chief of the heroes of liberty book series and i love this series if you if you do not if you are in search of good things for your kids to read My kiddos cannot wait to get their hands on these books when they come each month. Um, The first three were Ronald Reagan, Thomas Sowell, Amy Coney Barrett. They have since done John Wayne. Uh, They have done uh, Alexander Hamilton. Uh, They have done um, Margaret Thatcher. And uh, the next one that is coming out is Rush Limbaugh, and the one following that will be General Douglas MacArthur. It's uh, a couple of really incredible stories uh, followed back to back. And these are just simple biographies with beautiful illustrations about who these people are. And why they're not taught in school anymore, I don't completely understand. Uh, to be candid with you, I think this is the kind of stuff we should be teaching in history and social studies. But because they won't do it in the schools, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna try to fill your kids' library up with good stuff. So you can go to heroesofliberty.com and just enter my initials as your promo code KMC. I think you get something like seven percent off. Uh, the uh, total price and if you do the if you do the monthly subscription which is what we do then it just comes as soon as it's out uh, they send you the copy you get it uh, right away and i'm telling you every time it does uh, the kids can't wait to uh, take a look at it in fact uh, you know they've they've seen the alexander hamilton musical on disney plus at least portions of it it's not all appropriate for kids but they've seen portions of it and my daughter was very upset because eliza was not in the book (laughs) Uh, not, not to the degree that she was in the musical, and we had to talk about, you know, uh, uh, artistic liberty. And when you're making a musical, it's not quite the same, et cetera. So anyway, uh, but these are these are phenomenal, and you're they're not going to read about these people uh, otherwise. So it's it's a really a good thing. Now, as I said in the first hour, um, my producers are all over me now. We've installed this voicemail, and guys, died. did I understand we have an, another set to take a listen to? Let's yes. let's roll it here. I don't I don't know what these are. Hey Kev, it's Joe Biden. Oh, you hello, know, sir. The senator from Delaware. Oh, you're president. Again. I heard that maybe I, half my Twitter followers were fake. No kidding.
5: So I thought I'd call you while I was enjoying my ice cream.
2: Oh, president Harris says
5: it's not true.
2: Oh, she does. Uh, okay. hey, hey, Kev, it's uh, it's it's W. Uh, oh, hey, um, how are What you? exactly is Twitter, and why should presidents be using it? <laughs> hey Kev, it's uh, it's Bill. Would you tell George that it's uh for the chicks? You do Twitter for the oh, chicks. That, is that is that why you do it? Hello Kev, it's
3: Brock. Oh just calling to let you know that even though he's tried to defeat me in this arena, Joe Biden is still running second place. I have more fake Twitter followers than him
2: hey Cal. i hear there's a, a contest to who had the most twitter uh-huh. followers as president you know i'm the best president that ever had twitter followers sure, and yeah if i had twitter followers now i'd still have more but back when i had twitter
5: 80 million real ones baby just like my votes <laughs> all right
2: so so th- there you go that was actually a story uh that was that was all true um uh this this week uh it was revealed that joe biden had uh, 34.7 million uh, Twitter followers, um, but that 17 million-plus of those were, in fact, uh, not real. Uh, they were bots, fakes, uh, nothings. They, they were just there. Uh, and it, that, that's that's particularly problematic to have that revealed when you are the president that is pushing the, uh, the Ministry of Disinformation, whatever uh, department they were going to do, where they were going to officially... Uh, say when things were, were, were not true. Um, and, and this is this is the problem. Government probably shouldn't be in that business to begin with. It's not the government's job to tell us what's true and what's not true. It, it would be up to the average person to uh, read, keep themselves informed, uh, get their information from a variety of sources and choose the ones that they believe are the most reliable. Uh, th- that's 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 the way it should be done. We're, we should all be responsible for our own vetting of truth and what we believe and what we base it on. That's 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 the reasonable, self-independent uh, way to do that. But Joe Biden had announced that he was creating this this uh, disinformation uh, ministry of some sort that was going to be ferreting out all the disinformation, and then he picks this woman to lead it that literally had been making TikTok videos. Uh, mocking uh, the political party that she disagreed with. Uh, it, it was really amazing that, that you, you would go for someone like that, as say opposed to someone who had, I don't know, been a longtime legit editor at a news outlet that had, you know, ferreted back and forth actual stories and cases and truths and, and such. It's, it, was just, it was just odd. But it all came to a crashing halt this week because after I – mean, this thing lasted less time than CNN Plus did. And CNN Plus was an abysmal failure. So this is this is really something. But I think it might have been the fact that um, that Joe Biden's uh, Twitter account was at least fifty percent fake in terms of its following. I don't think that's I don't think that's a good. I don't think that's a good uh, credential to say, hey, let me be in charge of uh, calling what's disinformation." Now, the other part of those voicemails that was true is that, yes, I do believe if Bill Clinton had ever used Twitter when he was president, that he would have totally been scamming chicks with it. I think that's totally what he would have done for it. Um, but I do also believe and I'd look this up that uh, Barack Obama right now does have more fake Twitter followers than Joe Biden does. Now, he also has more followers than Joe Biden does, but he has more fake followers than Joe Biden does as well. So that's that was very interesting. And then uh, the thing that uh, the former president said there at the end was also true. He had uh, he doesn't have any Twitter followers now because they they shut it all down. But he was the most followed personality on Twitter when he was on Twitter up until uh, whatever it was in uh, January of uh, 2021 that they they turned it off and said, nope, goodbye. No more. Um, He had 80 million, something like that. And then, ever since that time, I don't know if you've noticed this. Uh, Facebook and Twitter, their stock price used to be very close to each other. They were like you know in the two hundred dollar range at one point, and now uh, Facebook is like uh, pressing upwards of 250 two fifty, two eighty. Sometimes it bounces up to near three hundred, comes back, but it's it's in that upper upper range. And what's Twitter worth today? Any guys, did you look it up? Did you see what Twitter's worth? Uh, Twenty six dollars yesterday. So, you know, they're close. I mean, one was one was. And they were almost close at one point, but, you know, I don't know if it's 26. It's it's I think it's under 40 for sure. 28 and 47 cents. cents. I was I should have stuck with my original guess. I was pretty close. But but think about that. Think about how much market gain they lost just because they had a vendetta against the former president. He was the number one attraction to their platform and you know what he has now he has his own platform and you can follow me on truth social truth social is the uh, president's uh, platform if you knew my uh, handle on twitter at kmc radio you just go over to truth social download that app uh and join it and it's it's really a lot of fun it does everything that twitter did and seems to be uh, very interactive and it's fun to post up there i'm still very new still kind of finding my way around uh, you can get all of my voicemails there, by the way. We, we post all those up. Those are fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah, come and join us. Truth Social. It's uh, it's a it's a new type of Twitter, only better. It's truth. <laughs> I, I could do his commercials, actually. All right, when we come back, uh, a more serious subject. We're going to go uh, speak with Dr. Jeanette Nishwad of the Fox News Medical All-Stars and get her perspective on what's going on, not only in Ukraine, but also with this baby formula.
3: From New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough.
2: All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. uh, And thank you for joining us. Uh, we, We sometimes talk about the top line stories of the day. Sometimes we talk about the people in those stories, and sometimes the people we talk to are reporting those stories and involved in them themselves. And my next guest has just returned a second time from the uh, war front in Ukraine. And she has served there a couple of times now with uh, uh, doing some medical work, uh, trying to help people. And she sounds like she's in a noisy place, but Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, welcome back. Always good to have you.
4: Hey, Kevin, always great to be with you. Thanks for having me.
2: So you had told us when you were with us a few weeks ago that you wanted to go back um, and you've you've returned uh, just recently. Uh, what what difference was there for you from the time you had been there before and, and what you saw this time?
4: Yeah, well, Kevin, you know, honestly, I wasn't expecting to have to go back so soon because it had only been barely two months. but. There was a, an immediate need um, for some medical care specifically for younger women. So they wanted a female doctor and I just couldn't say no. So um, believe it or not, sad to say, it's it's not any better. The, the injuries, the brutality, the rape, um, the execution, it's still ongoing. Mm-hmm. It's still ongoing because Putin does not care who you are, if you're male, female, young or old he will do whatever he he wants, you know, whatever he has to do to try to win this war against Ukraine. So it was just incoming, ongoing um, injuries. A lot of it was the same thing, you know, broken bones, injuries, abdominal pain, dehydration, you know, um, sexual assault in in addition to physical assault. But again, it was was really a blessing that um, we were able to get over there and take care of several hundred Ukrainian refugees. Um, Last time we were in Lviv, Ukraine, but uh, we actually have to be evacuated this time because of, of the bombing at the railway station we were, where we were working. So we actually went and stayed at the border, no man's land in Medica, which was much safer. So we, we were literally, um, you know, as the Ukrainian refugees were stepping uh, across the border, we were right there working out of our tent 24 7, taking care of them as best as we could.
2: And that was on the Polish border?
4: Yes, Medika. Yeah, so we were in, in Lviv, Ukraine, but then we had to now go to right. the, the border because of safety concerns.
2: Well, I want everybody listening to run over to Instagram and follow Dr. Jeanette because um, you got a sense of what she was dealing with if you were following her stories uh, during that time. And um, Dr. Nishwat, it, there's a certain degree of this uh, story that I think... When, of course, when the war broke out, people were like, oh, uh, 24 seven, the news channels were running it nonstop, top of the hour, Uh, you couldn't get away from the coverage. Now that it has dragged on into its third month and Russia has seemed to not be as successful as it had hoped to be uh, from the beginning, what's your sense of how important this story is becoming or not to the rest of the world as it watches?
4: It's really important, and not just from a medical standpoint, but an economic standpoint. People don't, maybe people don't realize, even though if it's not covered as much today as it was three months ago, the same brutality and, and the injuries is still ongoing and, and probably more so because um, Putin is not uh, winning this war. So they're trying to put in as much more, you know, uh, unethical and uh, illegal Activity, um Executions we just saw today—Russian soldiers admitting to killing and shooting civilians. Mm-hmm. So it, it's worse now, but it's—I don't think it's um, being as pu- publicized as much as it was three months ago. And and I guess that makes sense why the need is still ongoing because there are many Ukrainians who are still fleeing to safety. And then you have the, the young moms and the kids who have been hiding out underground in bunkers, like in Maripol in Kiev, and Kharkiv. And then when they come come out weeks later dehydrated malnourished sick um, it's it's very sad so you got to take care of those people as well I and mean, then a lot of women who um, who are, are pregnant and not we're not able to get you know prenatal care that they need for the past a few weeks as well so um, definitely something we need to continue to, to pray to volunteer to donate I'm, I'm fortunate enough I'm being sponsored by um, I'm not sure if I told you this before the justice for all Institute who has helped me to gather supplies and medications and wound care kits and bandages and um you know wheelchairs because i've had patients whose legs were mm. were um you know burned because of the bombings or they have fractures hip fractures um, one of my last patients there she, she fell trying to flee be, being shot at oh. and broke, broke her hip so the the blessing is that we've had we had what we needed to take care of them but it's just got to keep it's got to be ongoing support. Yeah. That's the problem.
2: Well, as I've seen, you know, nearly 11 million have been displaced, and I yeah. was just speaking with a former Marine earlier today who has uh, actually done some. Um, rescue work uh, in the area. He and other veterans that are no longer in uniform uh, have actually helped spearhead some uh, very strategic things. In fact, uh, Benjamin Hall's rescue, they, they affected that yeah. uh, when he was uh, injured. And it's really, it is uh, really interesting to see. He said some of the same things you did. He's, he, he witnessed and has stories of the Russian military avoiding the Ukrainian military in favor of attacking uh, and he used the term uh, sexual assault and rape uh, of, uh, against civilians. And, I, you know, it's it's frustrating because this is the kind of stuff that we thought we could put an end to at the end of World War II. And lo and behold, these exact same tactics are still being implemented by a first world power attacking another first world power.
4: Yeah, it's sickening, it's disturbing, and it's happening to minors, Kevin, as well. It's happening to minors, 11 and 12 year olds. Um, and that's why, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful that I, ha- I have the opportunity to, to rush on over there, you know, rearrange my, my work schedule and rush on over there to, to specifically help these young young females, these young women. But it's so disturbing and disappointing how any human could do this to another innocent person. It, it's just shameful and I just pray that you know this war ends soon that something could happen you know yeah.
2: Now, the uh, first time you were there, you were at a Samaritan's Purse, uh, Samaritan's Purse hospital. Are they still there? What What's the picture of, of
0: yeah, what doing? yeah,
4: yeah, Well, we've not, no, not there at the tent anymore. Not at the railway because again, the, the bombings. But um, we also had an underground field hospital where uh, if someone needed surgery, they could um, have surgery there. But not, not we're not at, at that same location anymore. But it's
2: Samaritan's Purse state. is still there.
4: Yes, yeah. oh, yes, absolutely, it's okay. great organization.
2: We're speaking with, um, yes, it is uh, run by the uh, Graham family, Franklin Graham, uh, son of Dr. Billy Graham and um father of my very good friend, Sissy Graham Lynch, who is uh, also oh. praying for the outcome here. Dr. Nishwat, stay with me one more segment. I wanna shift gears a little bit. Uh, y- you uh, understand women's health, very important. Uh, you're not an OBGYN, but I know as a general practitioner, you have to have knowledge of all forms of medicine and this formula shortage that's going on across the country. I wanna ask some very specific questions about how that impacts the health of our young mm-hmm. people and our moms. Stay with us. It's uh, Calvin McCullough, don't go away.
3: Kevin McCullough.
2: All right, so glad to have you with us. And it is an honor to have um, my friend, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat rejoining us. Uh, We often talk about medical issues with her and we've talked about COVID and we've talked about how she's probably, of all of the doctors that you've seen on TV talking about this, she's probably far and away treated more actual patients with COVID than any of the others. In fact, a lot of them, you could combine it all together. Um, But uh, I wanna shift gears a little bit I will ask you about COVID, Dr. Nishwak, coming up because it looks like New York City may be leaning towards putting a mask mandate back in place. But before we get there, this shortage of formula that has plagued America now for a few weeks and was largely ignored by much of the mainstream um, news and the administration, to be quite uh, blunt about it, Um, is not going away and even though one of the plants in Michigan yesterday came to an agreement with the FDA the the reports I read said they're still six to eight weeks out from having uh, you know quantifiable um, amounts of uh, formula that that can be utilized and in some of these instances and I remember with our own middle child um, we needed my, my wife wanted to nurse much longer than she was able to but sometimes kids just. Um, you, you just can't, your supply just doesn't uh, produce. And we had to go to formula. And our middle child in particular was very sensitive and he needed a very specific type. We, we went through all kinds of types. And the, the sadly, of course, it would be Jonathan's style. He needed the most expensive one. And at that time when there was no shortage underway, it was hard to find that. I'm just curious as a doctor, what are your concerns about what these moms are facing right now and, and maybe what are some strategies as to how they can deal with it?
4: Yeah, so this is uh, this is really really disheartening. You know, I don't know if you recall the Omicron outbreak in December. Mm-hmm. The White House administration were completely unprepared, unorganized. They dropped the ball. They had months and months to prepare. They should, you know, anticipated the needs of a, of Americans with a potential variant, and they did a horrible job. And it wasn't until months later that they finally got all the medicines and and the testing supplies that we needed. But same situation here. They knew that this was going to happen, but yet they wait till the last minute till literally the shelves are empty. Last week I went to five different stores, CVS and Walgreens to find formula to send to my out of state niece in Tennessee mm. and to my nephew in Washington, D.C., because the shelves were completely empty. Um, so, ju- truly a, cr- a national emergency, a crisis, because babies, they need specific formula brain growth and development they need a specific and in, in a specific amount because too much or too little will damage their kidneys it will fry their liver it will result in seizures they need a certain amount of vitamin d and iron and calcium so you can't make this at home it's it's dangerous we we saw earlier you know today two or three babies in tennessee were hospitalized due to malnutrition because mm-hmm. of um, this baby shortage but it's a some serious concern and uh, you know i've said it before this should be uh our 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 president's number one top priority number one is is that our children our babies getting fed not inflation not the border not ukraine it's our babies here in america so very disheartening even though they they are gonna you know Come to a deal with, with the FDA and the Abbott Plan, It's it's going to take weeks, and you know the, the best thing to do in, in the meantime is you know shop around different stores and and uh, like I did, and then you ha- you shouldn't be afraid. You might have to switch brands. Be flexible with that, and also do talk to your doctor. Do talk to your pediatrician because we will go out of our way. We will go above and beyond to try to help you um, find you know the a formula that you need to to keep your baby healthy and going until you know we can get more on the shelves but in the meantime it is really important to make sure you don't dilute the formula, don't add water because you'll dilute the electrolytes in your infant and that can be deadly
0: Mm.
4: um and and, an ultimate last resort worst case scenario if you have nothing and you don't know what to do then yeah you have to go go to the hospital because we will you know come up with something for you
2: well, and I think that we just need to remind people to do that. Um, hopefully, we're yeah. going to gonna find a way through this. I know one of the things that's been very infuriating for my listeners, and they've, they've written to me about it, but seeing these pictures of some of the border facilities on the southern borders packed with formula while stores here are empty of it, and not knowing uh, why people coming to the country uh, even even in the condition that uh, they may be in, which would, might be very uh, dire, uh, that, that there would be formula waiting for them uh, and not for the average American yeah. on the street. That's just really discouraging. Dr. Jeanette, if, if people wanna support your work in Ukraine, is there a, a URL that I can point them to? Is there a phone number that they can call? What, what, what do they do?
4: Yes, thank you so much, Kevin. Yes, you can go to uh, justiceforallinstitute.org, justiceforallinstitute.org, and you could support that way because uh, we will likely be going out. I'm hoping they don't need us, but we plan on going out of the last week of June again. Okay. Um, but I'm hoping there can be some massive changes where we don't have to go out there.
2: Justiceforallinstitute.org is the URL. Friends, go check that out. And Dr. Jeanette Nishwad, always appreciate
0: And now,
3: back to Radio Night Live. Once again, Kevin McCullough.
2: All right, so glad, as always, to have you with us and always very happy to have uh, my next guest joining us. Uh, she uh, is a writer, she's an editor, she does a number of things, she's a, she's an amazing mom, uh, and she still has time to speak out uh, on the big issues of the day. Bethany Mandel, editor of the Heroes of Liberty, book series, We've, you've, you've heard me uh, fanboy on these things pretty hard. Uh, Margaret Thatcher is the most recent edition, we'll ask her about that in a second. But Bethany, the last time you were with us, you were the first person to bring to this platform the news of the formula shortage and since that time i have seen dozens of stories uh nationwide uh, pop up about it and it is now startly, it's finally starting to hit some of the the national media as well even dr uh mark siegel mentioned it on my wellness uh, segment this week so your your uh, opinion of where things stand and what should be being done that isn't uh, at present
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I I wrote a piece for Deseret News about close to three weeks ago now about this. And, you know, one person who beat me here was uh, Senator Jack Reed, a, a Democrat out of Rhode Island. He wrote an open letter to the FDA and the Biden administration saying, this is a growing problem. What are you doing to take it seriously? And the answer is they're not taking it seriously because they completely ignored a letter from a Democrat in the Senate about this issue. Right. Uh, there's there's a plant, um, you know, there, there's a couple issues here. We have a lot of supply chain problems um, and 46% of our, our formula in the United States comes from China. But we have a plant in Sturgis, Michigan that has been closed since January with no end in sight. And uh, the Biden administration has not given and this is you know, this is from the formula plant itself. The Biden administration has been has been absolutely absent on answers to this formula plant about when they can reopen.
2: Not only that, Bethany, I just learned from Dr. Siegel yesterday that the USDA is actually responsible for about 60% of formula production in the United States, meaning that this was much more of a public sector issue than I was even aware of at the time. And the fact that there has been nothing, you know—when when when Trump needed immediately to get vaccines going, he went to the private sector and he did a public private partnership and he said, let's come together and solve this problem. Joe Biden could do that in the same way that the president did, um, but they're just—they have no interest in solving the problem. I'm curious as to why that might be.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is—you know—yesterday, uh, his incoming press secretary uh, was asked, w- "What are you doing about this? Who is the point person?" And she kind of nervously laughed and said, "Oh, I'm going I'm to have to get back to you on that," because they don't have a point person yeah. in the White House. They—they're <laughs> just—you know—I was—I was on uh, yesterday with Dana Perino on her t- on her TV show, right she said, you know, if, if I were working in the White House, da, 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 And I'm like, you know, no, Dana, if you were working in the White House, you wouldn't be doing these things because it wouldn't have gotten to this point. That's you right. I've got seen a letter from someone like Jack Reed and said, oh, we should look into this. That would be a massive problem. But no one in this White House cares about kids. And we have seen that so many times over the course of the pandemic, and they certainly don't care about American families. I don't even think they have a pulse on it.
2: Bethany, it is it is increasingly obvious that the left does not care about children or families. And yeah. that's from pre-birth uh, in, in the womb. All the way through development as young people, and then the way they want to um, manipulate them, even with puberty blockers and gender identification and all kinds of other things yeah, that they're advocating for. And
1: the, their whole, you know, these people, their whole war.
2: they have no idea what kids are about. They don't they don't like them. They don't want them. They feel like that we don't need them. And yet, yeah. people like you and I think, well, kids are the secret to the future, guys. I mean, if you don't have kids, you're not going to have a country. Eventually.
1: Yeah, well, the, the, the breeders are going to inherit the earth. So, yeah. you know, we're playing a long game here. It's on them.
2: That's true. And, and you and you are definitely playing the long game because you've you've out doubled <laughs> my my uh production, that's for sure. Hey, I want to move to Heroes of Liberty's newest installment. Margaret Thatcher, The Iron Lady is the new uh book, and I'm just curious uh why Margaret Thatcher was picked, uh, what she what is important about her life and why should people uh, get online and get a copy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we wanted you wanted a, a good mix of gender, and you know, when you think about like who is one of the most inspiring women in in sort of world history. It's it's the iron lady and she brought so much to the table. We one of our first books was about um was about Ronald Reagan and she was you know sort of the natural sort of conclusion to you know what who else should we write about along those lines and, and it was Maggie Thatcher and my my eight year old daughter has deemed the new Thatcher book to be her her favorite it wow. uh overtook the, the Amy Coney Barrett book and you know she's she's all about sort of standing up for your beliefs and standing up to the bad guy and and doing what, even when it's hard. And that's a message that kids really need to hear now. And it's a message that grownups need to hear, quite honestly, as well. Yeah.
2: Well, and, and we need to have grownups that are teaching the kids that it's okay to do exactly that, which is kind yeah. of what they depend on us to do, uh, which is why we have to fight for things like formula and other things so yep. to make sure that have make they have sure lives. Yep so the friends the easiest way to do this and this is what we've done in the mccullough household just go to heroesofliberty.com, heroesofliberty.com, uh, uh subscribe to the entire series and for 19.95 a month uh, you'll you'll be hit with your credit card, but you'll get the new book uh, as it comes out. And the books that have been produced already, Alexander Hamilton, uh, Thomas Sowell, Amy Coney Barrett, these these have been treasures in our house. Uh, my kids cannot wait to get their hands on the new one when it comes. Uh, so I really strongly encourage you to do what the McCulloughs are doing and start putting these good stories into the minds of the kids. Because, Bethany, one thing is for sure – uh there there's an there's an there's an agenda to keep good material out of kids minds and lives isn't there
1: yes yes absolutely and you know you you walk into any library and you see what's on their shelves and boy it is chilling it is chilling to see what they're trying to press on our kids younger and younger um gender ideology i mean we we sort of joke that you know there's 27 editions of Ruth Bader Ginsburg but you know I'd much rather have 27 books about Ruth Bader Ginsburg than a book you know now Aiden is your brother um which is a you know a transgender story written for very young children about a you know preschool transgender boy this is what those publishing houses are producing and we're we're trying to be a disruptor here We're, we're going it alone they always say if you don't like what we're what's coming out of, you know, Hollywood and all those places, do it yourself. And we said, okay, that's yeah. what we'll
2: do. Well, that's what Heroes of Liberty is all about. Uh, HeroesofLiberty.com. If you'll use my promo code KMC, you'll get a discount when you uh, when you make your order, whether you just order one book or get the subscription. Uh, but I really encourage you to do the subscription because I think it uh, is going to be a wonderful gift. Bethany Mandel, always appreciate you. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you so much, Kevin.
2: You got it. Kevin McCullough, again, Heroes of Liberty, all one dot com, and then use promo code KMC. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Don't go away.
3: Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, once again to the music spotlight stage. Here's Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett, Night and Day.
0: Like the beat 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 of the tom tom, when the jungle shadows fall. Like the tick tick tock of a stately clock as it stands against the wall. Like the drip, drip, drip of the raindrops when the summer shower is through, so a voice within me keeps repeating, you, 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 night and day, you are the one. Only you, beneath the moon and under the sun, whether near to me or far, it's no matter, darling, where you are. I think of you, night and day.